0: All right, everybody. Welcome to another edition of What's What PR. We have Shelton Jones with us today. Shelton, how are you?
1: I'm great. How are you?
0: I'm good. It's nasty outside today. Um, I don't know what to do with weather. You can't decide it's going to be crap or it's going to be great. One of the two. Yeah. So you are with the Emerge Foundation, if anyone doesn't know. So Tell me, I know, but for anybody else, tell us a little bit about what you do there and what is the Emerge Foundation.
1: Right. So the Emerge Foundation is the fundraising arm for the Emerge Enterprise. And Emerge includes the Emerge Center, which is an early intervention therapy provider for children with autism. And then we also raise money at the foundation for the Emerge school. And so our school is the first and only charter school in our state of Louisiana that serves children with autism. So it's specially designed for kindergartners through fifth graders who are on the autism spectrum. And so our whole mission as an organization is to serve families from all across the community. And so we have always been guided by that principle of helping families regardless of their ability to pay. So our role at the Emerge Foundation is to partner with individuals and other organizations in our community who would like to support our mission through financial donations, through collaborations, through all kinds of different ways.
0: Sounds like a lot to juggle at the end of the day, right?
1: (laughs) It is, it is. And, you know, we have Emerge has really grown in the last few years. So we were founded in 1960 um, as Baton Rouge Speech and Hearing Foundation. And um, back in the day, we really focused on young children who had communication challenges, specifically those who were hearing impaired. Um, And so for those many, many uh, years in the early 60s and 70s, we were really focused on audiology and, and helping children who were deaf and hard of hearing. And so as the needs of the community evolved over the years, we've really grown our services and adapted to meet those needs. And so in 2014, we had a capital campaign because we were outgrowing our space at Baton Rouge Speech and Hearing Foundation because at that time we had launched a pretty innovative program for children with autism in our community, and there were tons of families who really wanted to be a part of that. And so we saw that we were just unable to kind of help a lot of those families who were coming to Speech and Hearing Foundation. And so at that time, we were very fortunate. Many people in the community stepped up and helped us um, build the facility we are in now, which is off of Innovation Park Drive. Um, and we are now in a larger facility, a big campus, where we can really open our doors much more wide to the community. And in 2014, we rebranded and changed our name to the Emerge Center. But again, we still are relying on the community to support us. We still have that same mission of helping young children and individuals with communication challenges. And as part of when we moved to this new campus, we noticed that some of the young children that we focus on, usually two to five-year-olds, they were really having wonderful success with us um, through a lot of the therapies that we provide. And when they were kind of, quote, graduating from our program, a lot of our families found that there were limited education options in our community that really supported children with autism. And so that was the idea to start a school. So the charter school was launched in 2018. And so what that enables us to do is to serve families in East Baton Rouge Parish. There's no tuition component to the school. And what we offer to those families at the Emerge school is that as part of the school day the students are receiving multiple therapies and they're also in um, classrooms with special educators. So they're getting the support and the therapy that they need to do well academically. And our goal with our school is to give these students the support and therapy they need so they could potentially transition to a lesser restricted educational environment and so right now we have 48 students at our school um, k through second grade and i'm so excited because in this last year we're going to have 10 of those students transition to other schools, whether those are their neighborhood schools, their Catholic school of choice, or a private school. And basically, we're enabling those kids to find success and to find a path towards independence. So it's really been a, a quite a journey for Emerge over the last several years. Um, and I think what's been driving that journey is just seeing the need of our community and our families evolve, and really stepping up and saying, okay, well, what what else can we do for our families? And so it's for me. It's really inspiring to be part of an organization that's very entrepreneurial. Um, we're very focused on the people that we serve, mm-hmm. and we've had the benefit of having community support behind this work.
0: That's I don't know. Have you been? How long have you been with the Emerge?
1: I have been here nearly four years.
0: Four years. Mm-hmm. So I probably we've talked a number of times, and I guess I never thought about it. But just short segue, bring it up. I, in another life, used to work with Battery Speech and Inherited at the old location. Oh, really? And managed and worked with Melissa. Uh-huh. And I literally was sitting in her office when they were rolling the plans out, like, this is what we're going to do, and this is what we're going to, this is how we're planning, and this is oh, how wow. we want to design. Yeah, when all the way back, I was in another life for an IT world. I was, you know, managed, you know, phones and ITs, a bunch of stuff there, but literally like watched the idea you know like hey we've got to do this and knew the pains it was like oh we've got to go over there like, I can't even park in the parking lot um, you know you'd have to park down the way it was, there was no way yeah
1: so, yeah oh wow it, that is such a small world
0: it's it, it was god it was it was years that we you know worked you know together it seemed like I was over there all the time and so mm-hmm. it's just to be able to see and to hear all of that you know this is the plan and you know yeah. this is what's happened but and I kind of bring that up, you know, A, just as a story, but B, that didn't happen over just A, some one person came in and wrote a check or, you know, we right. went to the main, it was the community that really rallied around and supported. Mm-hmm. And that's one of the big things we wanted to make sure we talked about to hopefully help get this word out about, you know, this, the puzzle project that's going mm-hmm. on because I'm waiting, we're almost, we've done almost a hundred shows this year mm-hmm. so far on this podcast and everybody's got their story. I'm, I'm like, I don't know what we're going to do when we're all back to normal and we don't have to say, well, we pivoted to do this, but <laughs> right. previously, what did you guys do? You know, you had a fundraiser every year, which mm-hmm. was what?
1: So we uh, in the before times, um, our fundraising events, we had one a quarter. So we had four mm-hmm. events a year. And um, you know those range from golf tournaments to fishing tournaments. We had our we have our big gala, which is our signature event um, that we host, and then we have a luncheon in November that actually has been um, part of our organization for 50 years. It's something called the Baton Rouge Area Volunteer Activists, and that's when we honor individuals in Baton Rouge who have given up their time and their talents to various nonprofits in the community, um, and so. Yes. Yeah, so the, the year of 2020 was a year of pivoting um, in many, many ways, um, you know, like a lot of nonprofits, we, we pivoted and we did a virtual gala, which turned out to be great. And to be honest, I think um, a lot of what we learned from going virtual is that your, your audience is so much broader. It doesn't just have to be the people who are in the room at your event. Through the benefit of social media and email and all the buzz surrounding it, we found that we were reaching people, especially some of our families who we we call them alums, you know, who've been through our program over 60 years. I mean, we were reaching people from across the country um, and they were being part of this. We had a 60th anniversary celebration in 2020. So I think there are things that we're going to learn that we did through the virtual mode that we definitely want to, um, you know, hone on and enhance and just move forward. There's lots of things that we learn that we can do better, do differently. Um, And I think what we learn as fundraisers is Our mission doesn't change. Our work didn't change. The need for our our services certainly did not change. It actually became even more important um, for many families who, you know, for six weeks, we were closed um, last spring. And so if you think about a child with autism thrives on routine. Thrives on knowing what to expect and thrives on seeing the same people every day. And so, for us to be closed for six weeks and those families not to have the benefit of coming here and having that support, it was a challenge. And so, as fun as the fundraising team, we doubled down. I mean, we knew mm-hmm. to reopen and to recover, we had to reach out to the community. And I was thrilled that, you know, not only did many of our Longtime supporters continue to invest in our mission. But as I said, through this virtual um, fundraising we did, we kind of we, we got a ton of new people who wanted to, to you know, donate to us. Um, so moving forward now, it's certainly in 2021. Um, the reason why we're doing this project puzzle in April is because we're just, I feel like we're at the cusp, you know, the whole community is opening up after COVID and we really had to find a fundraising activity that was still online and still digitally driven. And that was the concept behind this raffle campaign called Project Puzzle.
0: Awesome. Well, tell me, so tell me, how how does Project Puzzle work? You know, Mm -hmm. or there's good news with it. I know more of it, you know, but, (laughs) you know, like what is, so we started Project Puzzle, on the 1st, right?
1: Correct. of April. Right. So April is like our Christmas and New Year's at at Emerge because it's autism awareness and autism acceptance month. And so we always are trying to make sure that the community knows about our work during the month of April. And so what Project Puzzle is, it's a raffle campaign. So community supporters can purchase a $20 raffle ticket through our website, which is EmergeLA.org, and they have an opportunity to win six prizes. And so um, they're one Wonderful prizes, not the least of which our grand prize is $2,500 cash. Um, and so you could purchase your tickets online. And um, as I mentioned, we do have families who are participating and they're selling um, tickets, you know, to family and friends. And then we have over 40 retail partners in our community who are promoting this project uh, puzzle. So what that means is, you know, different stores, Victoria Toy Station, Bistro Byron's, they're helping put posters out and they're having ticket sales events. So really, as much as this is a digital focused campaign, we have found that there are a lot of um, businesses and companies who want to participate so that those customers that they see every day can know about Project Puzzle as well. And so we're selling these raffle tickets all month long. And um, we will pick the winners on May 3rd. And the proceeds from all of this um, are going to support families here at Emerge. We have one program Here, it's a five day a week program for young children with autism, like three and four year olds. It's called Bloom. And, you know, Emerge is our whole brand and that we're helping children evolve and, and, um, you know, transform. And so Bloom is just another concept that we have that we're helping these um, children sort of find their find their path to independence. And so Bloom, because it's a five day a week program, and because all of our therapists here work together to focus on the the work that these kids do here, there is a tuition component. And so for the families that we serve, some of them, it's a challenge. It's a financial hurdle for them to pay that tuition. So we have always raised money every year to provide scholarship funds for those families. And so the all of the proceeds um, from Project Puzzle will help those families. We have a scholarship committee. Um, families apply for uh, scholarship assistance. And so um, it's it's a really important part of ensuring that we're serving all the families who need us.
0: That's amazing. I think that's that money shouldn't be the problem there, right? You know, it's yeah. it's about the you know the children. Yeah. It's about helping the kids and you know but it's the fuel that continues the mission like you have to you have to put you know gas in the car to get to the next you know place you, money has to be there so so we are dating ourselves you know we're recording the 14th you know so we're halfway you know into the campaign it's going great I hear right
1: It is going great. So our goal is $40,000 and Mm -hmm. we have the benefit of having some incredible corporate sponsors who are part of making that a success. Um, So as of today, we've sold over 450 tickets. Our goal is 750 tickets. So I feel strongly that we will hopefully meet that 750 ticket goal, if not exceed it. Um, You know, as I mentioned with the beauty of social media, we're getting people buying tickets from across the country. Um, And so it's been a real exciting time for us here at Emerge. Well,
0: that's, we've noticed we've had some of, we've done some of our events that have traditionally been, Mm -hmm. you know, brick mortar, you know, show up. And I had this conversation with somebody yesterday, they were saying, you know, hey, we, the event was great. You know, we liked the virtual, you know, but are we going to go back to, or are you going to go back to normal, you know, Mm -hmm. events, you know, when it's allowed? And we've talked about, I think the answer to that is it's, yeah, we'll go back and have the live in person. But when you have like, the example I've been giving people is it's like, yeah, you might have that, you know, ballroom event or the silent auction, but I think going forward, every one of those is going to have kind of a live webcam and Mm -hmm. a way to participate online. You know, there will Mm -hmm. always be a virtual component because you realize, Hey, I can't always get somebody to come you know, right. to drive in two hours or to fly in to be part of being, you know, there's always going to be, you know, some component of this virtual because it does, it allows you, you said, the alumni, maybe they've moved away, maybe they've done mm-hmm. other things, but they can still support mm-hmm. and get behind it. So. Yeah,
1: I absolutely. It's, That's
0: It's, it's amazing what people can do. And I think the biggest problem and hopefully what we can solve, what I found the biggest problem with these virtual, mm-hmm. you know, events is kind of it, for lack of better words, apathy, you know, Mm -hmm. it's Mm -hmm. like, yes, I want to do that and it'll get put on a reminder list or it'll get put somewhere to do, but then you forget. And then it's, you know, I'll do it tonight when I sit down. And so hopefully if everybody, you know, if you want, stop watching us now, just go, (laughs) you know, grab you, you know, a, you know, puzzle piece, you know, we've got that. It's in your background right there. They can see where to go. We'll put it in the link as well. So, but it, That's the important thing to actually, you know, follow through. And Mm. being that you're well over halfway there, I think you're going to, I think you're there. You know yeah. th- for the first time to be halfway there right on pay, you know or ahead of i know it's amazing. i know
1: we, we had never done something like this before so with a new concept you never know how it will resonate with the community um but it's it's gone great and you know we have the benefit of great um, media partners including batner's parents magazine you know we've done some advertising with you all this month and all kinds of different ways that we're getting the word out um and I, as I said before, what's really cool is that families who have received scholarships from Emerge are on the front lines. They're the ones out selling raffle tickets. They're kind of paying Mm -hmm. it back, you know, paying it for other families to participate. So it's been a real rewarding way to see Emerge, the whole Emerge community, you know, the staff is selling raffle tickets families are selling raffle tickets and all of our community partners and sponsors are really pitching in. So, you know, we're already thinking like, okay, well maybe we'll do this again. And you know, this is something that, you know, it's, you always learn, you know, what works and what doesn't. Um, but I think there's enough that has worked that we will probably replicate it in the future in some form or fashion. Um, because I think, you know, a $20 raffle ticket is, um, is a price. It's a price point that a lot of people can, can participate. In yeah.
0: no, and I think what I've talked with a lot of nonprofits, just whether it be in person or a lot through the shows, where they said, you know what, we're going to do our events and we're going to have the live, you know, and virtual mm-hmm. component to it. But what we did before, like, you know, this could be like, hey, we're just always going to do the puzzle program and we're going to do our live stuff, so we're just going to add it in as a yes. franchise that we continue yeah. every year. That mm-hmm. it's like, even if it does half as well, you know, next year, it's like, hey, it still helps. You know, mm-hmm. and it makes it easy for people. And I think that's the one thing that, you know, I've talked to a lot of people, what people don't realize is that $20 puzzle piece, mm-hmm. you know, it's $20. And you look at, you know, for anybody who hasn't been, you know, the facilities, you know, it's a huge, beautiful facility, huge mm-hmm. campus. It's great. Mm-hmm. And you think like, well, what is $20 really going to do? Mm-hmm. It It makes a difference. You don't, they add up you know, it, at the end of the day.
1: It, it does. And, you know, you've hit it pretty um, on the head. Our whole theme is complete our puzzle, right? Because the puzzle piece is the internationally known symbol for autism and autism awareness. And so our whole message to the community is help us complete our puzzle. You know, each $20 raffle ticket Makes a difference, and actually, it can be part of creating a really important opportunity for a lot of families here, enabling their children to to go to this Bloom program. And to be honest, after COVID, a lot of families, you know, they struggled. There was a lot of families and parents who, you know, faced financial hardship because of the pandemic. So this scholarship is more important than ever because the recovery, you know, might take a while for some of these families. So, um, you know, our whole theme of like we're all in this together. We're all here as a community to support these families it's I think it's resonating
0: it's I've been describing it as you know we had bc ad and then it's like B C V, you know <laughs> before covid virus is I know. you know that's the way it was and even then like I said it could have been a struggle for somebody and then now yeah I just wouldn't want anyone to ever be in a position where they'd have to be looking down at finances and talking and going we, we've got to cut the program you know, yeah. we can't do it. It's yeah. just not going to work. You know, it's like, and there's always, you know, people will cut and, you know, I'm sure that's the last thing that they get mm-hmm. down to, but it's, mm-hmm. it's, it's like, we've got to keep the family we have to keep, you know, the house, we have to keep, you know, we can't, something's got to give. Mm-hmm. And people that are watching or listening right now, your $20 can make a difference. Absolutely. At the end of the day. It will make a world of a difference. It means nothing. It's, it's like i tell people all the time you know i love going to waffle house you know mm-hmm. and i believe in tipping you know well and so like, i have a rule that I like at minimum i just double the bill you know whatever it is right. it's just because it's like it's not it's not a huge amount of money you know in my world mm-hmm. but in, maybe in somebody else's world that is a huge yeah. you know difference and so yeah. you may you know 20 40 60 may not be a big deal to you but you get a hundred people that do 20, 40, 60, and then that turns around and makes a big difference. And so I've always told everybody, even if you don't have that much, do the 20, but then tell two other people, go look to your right, look to your left, you know, and then your 20 really turns into 60. So, and if they do the same thing, it grows. So that's the old, we used to, when door to door sales, it was, you went to the door and you went to the right, and then you went to the (laughs) left, you know, it's the way you did it. So it's, You make your donation and then find somebody on the right and somebody on the left to do the same thing.
1: Yeah. Force them to do
0: the same thing.
1: Yeah. And we're also finding like people are buying a raffle ticket and then they're buying two or three other raffle tickets and putting them in other people's names. You know, like grandchildren or children or neighbors or friends, you know, giving that opportunity to win these prizes to someone else. So, um, you know, people have been really creative um, because I think they understand just what you're saying that, you know, every little bit counts. And these are these are, um, you know, families who need our support.
0: Yeah. And I've always I think I've brought it up, you know, this money that needs to be raised needs to go there because the monies that foundations have in these nonprofits, there's operating cost, you know, that they have, to, you know, you, the foundation has to sustain, you know, and what a lot of people don't realize, you know, that there's, you know, audits that have to be, you know, done and had and paid for, and those things are not cheap. And so it's like, mm-hmm. you're having to look, you know, at budgets mm-hmm. and, you know, where do we put this and how does all this work? So it makes, mm-hmm. you don't want to move money from one area and take it from here, you know, so it's like, hey, let's just get the community to step in and help out mm-hmm. do what they can right. do. Cause it makes a big, big difference.
1: It and does. So. And it's funny, it's, it's important that you raise that because there's an infrastructure here at Emerge. I mean, we have 150 mm-hmm. staff members. Mm-hmm. So, you know, we're investing in them because they're doing this work. And so we have this building that we have to take care of. I mean, all of that is, it's not just the work that we're doing. It's the fact that we can strengthen the people who work here You know, make sure that we're all here safely after COVID. You know, we had to really adapt to COVID. We had to change a lot of the things that we did here. PPE, hand sanitizer, all of that was additional cost that was not budgeted for us. Nobody Mm -hmm. could have foreseen that you would have needed face masks and face shields for your staff in in 2019. So, you know, while those things aren't the most exciting of, of, um, you know, ways that you need to help a nonprofit, but without sort of those building blocks of your staff, your facility, you know, you can't do the work. Um, you know, and, and I think we were very fortunate that we were, we reopened and we were able to, um, you know, restart our services here on site. Um, and I think that moving forward, um, you know, we all know now that you, you, you have to plan for the rainy day, even as a Mm -hmm. nonprofit, you know, there, there are times where, you know. You, you just can't foresee everything that's going to happen. And so we're very fortunate at Emerge that we were a strong financial, financially, we were strong. Um, mm-hmm. Now, it, you know, we're, we're still recovering, but, you know, it, it's, it's a lesson that all companies, you know, need to, to remind themselves of that, you know, you have to be prepared and you have to be somewhat financially conservative to ensure that you can continue doing the work.
0: No, it's I, I've talked to people everyone, you know, we have mentioned it kind of handed around it in you know, a tech background. Everyone has, you know, the they back up their servers, they back up their information, they have a disaster recovery plan, they have, you know, the all these <laughs> are plans. I've done almost a hundred people on this show and you know, no one's ever had a COVID plan. No <laughs> one had a pandemic plan. Nobody had, you know, anything, yeah. you know, like that. And so it yeah. makes a, it makes a world of a difference to see how everyone pivoted and mm-hmm. made the changes and how I think it's good, you know, in a way. Like I'm I'm an entrepreneur, so it's always, you know, the eternal optimist no matter what. But it's to be able to see to be able to see how people were able to change. And I like the way, you know, my attorney told me one day, he's like, Hey, the rules have changed, you know, completely. It used to be The example I use, it's like if you used to, if you were in the PPE business, you Mm -hmm. know, if you were selling masks to hospitals, you'd have to go to the hospital, you know, BCV before COVID, you know, it's like Mm -hmm. go to the purchasing, go, you know, procurement, you know, go through all these steps and bids, you know, Mm -hmm. now you can just drive up to the ER bay and be like, I got a truckload. Y'all want them? You know, it's... It changes the rules and it took people adapting. So I think that's what we all get out of it, that we could move programs virtually to where mm-hmm. typically you might have seen someone who says, you know, like if it would have been, hey, we need to do this puzzle, we have this puzzle idea, we need to do this to raise money. It's like, okay, well, let's work. That might have been a half a year project where it's mm-hmm. like, Nope. We rolled in, we sent it to the conference room, we figured it out in an mm-hmm. afternoon, and then we just kind of faked it until we got it all together, and then boom, it's here. And now it's the success. It moved- People move faster these days. so Yeah, I
1: think that's what our team has learned for sure is that creativity is something that's really important and don't be afraid to come up with these new ideas and don't be afraid to test them. You know, mm. I, I would much, much prefer to try something and try it really with all of our heart and maybe mm. not do so great versus being too nervous to start something new. Right. Mm. I mean, if you think about Baton Rouge speech and hearing foundation, we started a number of programs you know, we weren't sure how they were all going to work out and how it was all going to play out, but we did it and we knew we had to do it. And so from a fundraising perspective, what I've learned is, you know, it's better to be, be creative than just to be just, you know, um, stymied, you know, it, panicked, you know,
0: it's, it's funny. You mentioned, you know, that being afraid to fail, I was talking yesterday with, uh, Brian Kaiser, he owns Valor Gymnastics here in town. Mm -hmm. And he was talking about how a lot of these, you know, on their competitive side of the gymnast world, you know, that they, you know, will beat themselves up. But one of the things he was saying is like, you fail your way to success. You know, here, you've never learned, you know, you didn't know how to do the backflip. You didn't know. You had to keep failing your way to Mm -hmm. become successful, you know, Mm -hmm. at this. And I thought that was interesting the way he said it. You have to fail. There's yeah. no other way, you know, yeah. to do it. So yeah, it's, um, well, this has been great. I think this yeah. is awesome. You guys got, you know, you're well on your way. Hopefully we can get a bump of, you know, some people to see this and hopefully spread the word. Hopefully, I think it's, if anybody doesn't know, I think they've got a pretty good idea now of what you guys are doing and how they can help. And it's three minutes with a wallet and a laptop and you've made a difference. So.
1: Exactly. Exactly. Well, I appreciate being on here and having an opportunity to talk about Emerge and our project puzzle, and, and I hope to come back and we can talk about our next new fundraising yeah. um, adventure. Well,
0: I'd love to have you <laughs> come back and tell us, you know, how it went, you know, and yeah. then maybe, you know, maybe we can bring one of the families on or something and have them talk, you know, like and get, you know, hey, this is, I I like to see that real world, like that impact where yeah. somebody, you know, maybe we grab, you know, hey, we this helped us. This is, you know, let's, you know. Meet where does where does the rubber meet the road?
1: So. Absolutely, I would love that. Well, thanks again for having me and inviting me on.
0: Awesome, thanks. You have a good day.
1: All right, I'll talk to you later.
0: Bye. Bye. Right.